I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. Not a fun one today, but you know, we have to lose sometimes, don't we? Um, so it's Accrington Stanley away defeat we're going to talk about. And then we're going to talk about a scheduled game. You know, I know we covered how these things go, but we're playing Lincoln in a couple of days' time, so we're going to preview that as well. Um, I don't expect any footballers to turn up randomly to this episode, but who knows? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, so. Um, let's see how we get on. Uh, as everybody will pull in here, already Danny's with us. No, thanks for joining us, Danny. Hello, everybody. Um, Ben's not with us, so let's grief him. Um, Ben's <laughs> just decided to put his friends in front of us, which is obviously very, very, very disappointing. Um, but what that means is we do have for Mick from everyone's favorite place, a car park in Wales. Hey, hello, how's the car hello. park in I'm Wales? Yeah, lovely. Very dark. I had to keep engine running to make sure windows don't steam up, otherwise I will be attracted police. Um, <laughs> but on the upside, I can get straight into calls after this and get myself some beer, so happy days, mate. It's lovely this time, out on a, on, a, on a holiday, bank holiday. It appears to be. I'm just looking at it now, and I've seen people walking in and out, lights are on. We'll get a try when we're finished, so don't belong. I'm going to say, it would be frustrating if it finished, if it shut at nine and we finished and we stopped recording just at nine. So you wouldn't have time to go get yourself some beer. Yeah, well, let's, uh, let's smarten your act up then. Let's get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, first of all, because we just did the Christmas last week. Danny, how was your Christmas? Um, yeah, it was good. Um, I mean, as we said with the, uh, the episode that was graced by the bar lasses, um, Mine's quite a, a nice steady Christmas. Just went over to my granddad's, had uh, a nice Christmas dinner um, on Christmas Day. And then after the uh, the Accrington game, I went round there again with more or less the whole family and had bubble and squeak. And anyone who hasn't tried my nan's bubble and squeak, oh, it's perfection. <laughs> Absolute perfection. Um, so, yeah, so that was a, a nice uh, positive after the Accrington game. 
We all needed a positive after our Quinton game, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and for your, and for a little, for a listen, go on, me. Just to, I got that from my dad as well. Uh, so that went down well after the Accrington game as well. Let me tell you. It looks like the, it looks like whisky's gone down quite well already, Danny. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> Just put some in my tea before we talk about Accrington. I'll need it. <laughs> uh, mate, how was your Christmas uh, for our listeners and viewers? Yeah, all right, mate. No problem. Nothing to report, really. Just Christmas, weren't it? Usual mm-hmm. socks and pants. Yeah. And what else? What, 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 what was your uh, big present from me? Uh, from you? Yeah. What did I get you for Christmas? Can't remember. <laughs> I got no you idea. a blow. Can't remember. What? I got you a blow oh, yes. Zimmer frame. Yes, you did. <laughs> Indeed, you did. Yes. Yeah. That's my uh, favourite present we've got anybody for this Christmas. <laughs> that's why I've forgotten about it already. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I will. Um, so I hope everybody's having a good Christmas and the obviously the new year coming up. Um, let's get into it. Uh, <laughs> Hang on. No, I'm kidding. Poison big whiskey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> The run had to end. So let's start, before we get into the nooks and crannies of the game, Danny, let's just, like like a lot of people did after the game yesterday, let's applaud the unbeaten run. Because yeah. it's been amazing. And that's where we should start by recognising the run we've been on. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, you can tell we've been on an exceptional run of form and unbeaten of unbeaten games. When our neighbours from S six have already piped up, going, "Oh, we're on a twelve game unbeaten run. Oh, it's incredible." Just to point out, they have only won five of those twelve. The rest have been draws. Um, anyway, we'll move on from that. But yeah, twenty one games unbeaten. It's it's a colossal effort for a club at any sort of level. I mean. I've said this time and again to a few people. If a man, if a Man City or a Liverpool was on that sort of run, they would get aired on Sky all the time about it. But because it's happened in League One, there's been no mention of it really, other than on a couple Quest things and on, I think Paddy Power mentioned it as well on Bet Three Six Five. So it has got a bit of recognition both for us yeah. and the games that, and the clubs that we've overcome during it. Um. But at the same time, like we've said, it did have to end at some point. Um, it's just quite unfortunate that it didn't end with a battling 1-0 against one of the big teams in the division. It sort of ended a bit with a whimper. You know, we didn't really have any sort of pride in the game. I mean, fair play to Action Stanley. You know, they've overturned us and fair play to them and their goal was incredible. But at the same time, our performance didn't really merit a one that was going for 22 games. It, yeah. it, just, it just seemed a bit lackluster and I think that's why a lot of people were frustrated at it at the end of the game yeah no definitely uh, Mick I've dragged up a, it's a it's a stat that I thought of in my own head and it's an interesting one um, that I hope doesn't get repeated so every time that our podcast has spoken to a Rotherham United player we've gone on to lose the next league game now that's only happened twice when we spoke to Richard Wood we then lost to Fleetwood and we've now spoke to Victor and Dan Barlasa, and now we've lost to Accrington um, so if Sam Todd is watching it, honestly, it's not our fault. <laughs> no, we haven't done it. It's not our fault, Mick. Uh, Mick, the, the run, amazing. Amazing, like Danny just said. Yeah, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic, mate. Um, and it's been an absolute pleasure. As many people have said, it's a pleasure to be a Miller at the moment. It really is. Um, and, and, yeah, we've talked and talked about it, haven't we, on this podcast, and like we said, it had to come to an end sooner or later. And I guess 
like a number of people again have said on social media, I suppose what better place for it to come to an end would than, than Accrington Stanley. I, you know, the first time I play him after after the, the tragic uh, circumstances the last time. So I suppose it's, there's a bit of symmetry there, isn't there, really? You know, if anybody was going to beat us, um, it deserves to be them just for the way they are. Um, mm. so, so, yeah, but we, we move on now, don't we? We move on. Um, we don't interview any more players till the end of the season uh, and we go for <laughs> champions. That seems to be how it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I like it. Uh, yeah, frustrating. We've got a quick comment from Josh Smith, who was with us. Thank you for joining us, Josh. Uh, he used a poor result yesterday. Could have been three or four up at half time. Poor defending from Chio uh, for their goal. As you can hear Victor shout away in the highlights, all about how we react. Yeah, let's talk about mm-hmm. the goal. Um, first of all, there's plenty more to cover from the game itself and from the day itself, but from the, the goal, first of all, Danny. At the time, because obviously we were stood behind the goal, it was difficult to see it. In my head, I initially blamed Victor. Because when the ball bounces like you're thinking, God, keeper's got to come out. But when I watched it back, it bounced near penalty spot. So yeah. for me, there's no no fault on Victor. It's Chio, unfortunately. Chio's got to come out and get that ball and he waits for it. And you can't be reactive like that in the in your own penalty box. You've got to be positive, haven't you? Yeah, 100 percent And I mean, as a as a good defender, you don't let the ball bounce. An opposition ball bounce in the penalty area before it hits floor, it's either sent back from where it came from and cleared or it sent outwards um, out of the box um, but again it, it can be put down to Chio not being a natural defensive player he is an attacking player he, he played in a role that where he has to be a bit defensive um, you, you could say because Harding was in that position Harding's more of a wide player as well we were missing Reg through injury um, which I think you could probably tell with our defence. Defence wasn't as solid as normal without Reg. Um, but yeah, it, I, I think to, to put the blame on Chio solely is doing him a bit of a disservice. Mm. Um, but at the same time, you know, you can't let the ball bounce in the penalty box. I, I think the keeper's coming for it, but if the keeper t- shouts away, like you say on the highlights, someone has to get the nut on it and get it away. Yeah. Um, but then... To Accrington's credit, the finish were amazing. This is brilliant. You know, I, you, you can't knock it. I mean, the defensive was poor, but the the, the goal from Accrington, wow. You know, mm. wow, good goal. But again, it's gone down to that thing of we get undone when we're not playing well by a worldie and then lose the game. Look at Fleetwood. We didn't play particularly well at Fleetwood, got undone by a worldie, and then we ended up losing. The only game we haven't the only game we haven't really lost to a worldie is Wigan and Chef Wednesday. Um, but yeah, like Josh said, it's all about how we react now, which funnily enough is also against Lincoln. We had a good reaction yeah, to get after the Fleetwood game and now we've got Lincoln again. So Talk about symmetry. I, yeah, I, I, I think that's a little <laughs> bit more than coincidence that, you know. <laughs> uh, I, I, I talk all the time about football throwing up these random things. The fact that our run started at Lincoln and our first game after our next defeat is Lincoln just subs football up. That's just quality. Mm. Um, Mick, your views on the goal uh, It seemed to have been in slow motion really Didn't it at time, I felt Yeah, it did It did and, you know, looking at, looking back at it you, You're right that Chio should have uh, should have done better, I guess it, Even for his header, he, he seemed to either Well, he seemed to jump a little bit too early And therefore couldn't get enough on the header mm. um, but, but, look, 
after after the way Chio's playing, we cannot be heaping blame on the lad. You know, he knows he's done wrong. He knows he didn't deal with it well, and and the reaction of the players after him afterwards, going up to him and and you know getting him sort of uh, encouraging him and everything else, uh, just sums up again. It sums up the, what we've got in this squad. Um, so and then like you said, what a finish! What a finish! You know, if you're going to lose a 21 on game, um, 21 game unbeaten run, it might as well be to an overhead kick, isn't it? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, just, just stunning finish. Um, and let's be fair. Overall, I think to deserve that victory yesterday. We were poor. We were lacklustre. We were tired. We we looked tired. We didn't look at the races at all. Probably for the whole of the game, to be fair. Um, and we haven't done for four or five games. So I think it's I think it's probably the right time for this to happen, um, and and hopefully it'll just sort of um, cement that determination that they've clearly got as a team and as a squad to uh, to, to to now kick on. Mm. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so indeed. Uh, but Danny, the game could have been maybe not over by half time, but we like again, Josh says we could have been a couple up. Freddie's missed yeah. a really good chance. There's a couple of other good chances. I know it was below what we probably expect, but it certainly the first half wasn't a bad performance. We were the better team in the first half. Yeah, I think we probably just snuck it as a better team in the first half. But again, football is a game of it doesn't matter how you play, it's how you take your chances. Mm. We didn't take ours and we fluffed it and Accrington took their best chance of the game, arguably, and you know, they've won the game. Um one thing I did pick up on was that <laughs> um, a lot of people have been saying that Smith is now in in the rut of winning Player of the Month, or at least being in the running for it, and that's why his form's out the window. Now, this is a question that I want people in the comments and both you two to answer. Do you think Smith needs to be put on the bench for the next game, and then that might encourage him to try and kick on a little bit? For me, no. I, I, all Smith's doing, Smith is not really changed the way he's, he's playing for me. He's, he's playing exactly the same. He's still doing the dog work. Uh, maybe he's lost a little bit of confidence, but that doesn't mean he's playing badly. It, Accrington are one of the biggest teams in this division, and they use it very cleverly. I have a lot of respect for the, what they do other than to throw themselves around. And he won his fair share, didn't he? Let's be fair, but he, mm. he, Smith, he wasn't bullied. Um, I mean, anybody that thought that Smith would go on to get 25 goals this season... I think we were all kidding ourselves a little bit, weren't we? The run was going to come to an end. If he was a natural goal scorer, he wouldn't be a Rotherham United. So, for me, he's doing his job. Make what do you think? Um, uh, there's an argument to say that we we, uh, we we give him a rest. There is an argument for that. Um, we, you know, if 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 it was, for example, um, Dan Barlas uh, having having a similar sort of run, maybe he might get swapped out and given a rest. I don't know. Um, so there is an argument to say that he's he's losing his touch and he's not the player that he was or whatever. I think it's a ridiculous statement, but nobody's actually said that. I'm, but you know what I mean. Um, I, I I just think he is in a bit of a, a strikers, particularly strikers, go through periods of. In form and out of form, mm. in terms of goal scoring, um, and, and that's where Smithy is at the moment. Um, it, it's, it's crucial to the way that we play, and as you said, he's still doing his job. He's still doing the job, his main job, and his main job is not really to score the goal. You know, I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's not. It's to put that effort in, put that craft in, and create the chances up up there. Uh, I, mean, I 
many field goal assists in the last game at, at Cambridge, you know. So, so no, I'm not uh, I'm not a fan of that at the moment. Um, unless there's an issue in terms of fatigue in that case, then yeah, maybe he has a rest. Mm. But uh, other than that, no, I'm not I'm not worried about his form at all. Glad I agree with you. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Brill. Um, you, the only only thing you can question then is Freddie. And I'm reluctant to, to question him, Danny, because he works hard. He, he is mm. working hard. And I think the goals will come. He's, he's unlucky in the first half because Accrington were just throwing themselves at shots. They defended gallantly, is the is the word. So he didn't, but he didn't score again. How much of a problem is that? I think um, with our front line, I think, well, Accrington are a really tall team, aren't they? Mm. I mean, one of their centre-halves looks like he should be playing basketball, in man football. Do you see um, Sunderbrand? Yeah, massive. exactly. And I think that may play into Smith's performance, especially against Accrington, because, yeah. you know, if he's got a big, a bigger centre-half against him, which is a very rare thing for Michael Smith, he tends, he tends just to cancel each other out. You know, if if they both play well, it's just uh, it makes Smith look poor because he's not been able to be as fluid as he normally is. Uh, same with Freddie. Freddie um, likes to you know lurk on the six yard box and run through defenders. But if he's a lot bigger than you, you know, you know, it's yeah. going to be quite hard for him to do. Um, but with Freddie, it, it seems it seems he goes on a run after coming on as a substitute for quite a lot. He goes on a brilliant yeah. scoring run. Um, when he, and then gets starting, and then he sort of drops off a bit. So I'm wondering if it's time to start Grig because Grig does really well when he comes on as, as a starting player. Um, give him a run in the team like, next to Smith, and then bring Freddie on as the sub. Let him build up that desire to break into the first team again, and then we'll probably get more goals from Freddie. You know, it, it's not it's not him being a poor player because when he's a brilliant player, he's unplayable. Um, especially if you're in the back line, but it goes down to a thing of if he's in the team all the time, sometimes you do need that little spell out mm. of the starting eleven to get your desire back in you. You know, get the get the drive to, to to go out and try and score. And we might do that against Lincoln um, because we're playing Lincoln and then Bolton in the space of a week. Um, so that's a possibility, but. Freddie has got a lot of goals this season as well, you know. So that that'll be what the what Paul Warren's playing on his mind, you know. But for me personally, I'd take Freddie out, uh, put Grig in, um, add that dynamic to it, and then because we we didn't have that against Lincoln, we didn't start Grig and Smith against Lincoln, did we? No, he or did we? Grig came on late, didn't he? Yeah, so well, maybe was it his first game or second game? Um, second game after Donny game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's his first time coming on as a sub in, in the league, I think. Mm. So switch it up. Let them play against Greed because they won't know how to deal with Greed because they get, he came on late in the game. So if we start him, it might upset Lincoln. Mm. Yeah. I think I said, and, and, and to be fair, when Greed came on yesterday, Mick, I know Freddie had that chance in the first half, but Greed was a constant threat. And again, it, it was all it was was Accrington throwing themselves at his feet that stopped him from getting a very good shot on target from Greed, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, it was. And let, let's be fair, both Freddie and Smithy yesterday were nagging to nothing, really, weren't they, with the size of their defence. Um, and, and with with the referee, um, and this is not an excuse, I'm not making excuses for the fact we're lost, we're lost and deserve to lose, uh, but for the referee assisting them every single possible way he possibly could. Mm. Um, and then playing it, you know, I mean, he... I thought I thought he 
uh, he was one of the worst referees I've had this season, quite frankly. Uh, and that's a big you know, shout. Gave, absolutely. <laughs> that is a big shout, but but he, he gave everything. Mm-hmm. He gave absolutely every time. There were a couple of times when their player, when Accrington player, fell over with nobody near him. Absolutely nobody even close to him, and he gave the free kick. Um, and, and they played on that, which I, I don't agree with, I don't like. Um, but neither Freddie <laughs> nor Smithy, yeah, neither Freddie nor Smithy got any protection whatsoever, and they were they they were bullied to the, within an inch of their lives. Um, and like you said, you know they played to the strength of Accrington, and I accept that. And, and you know you know if, if they're going to be strong and physical at the back there, which they were, not a problem with that. But um, you know the referees need to need to deal with that properly, and not not the way that he did yesterday. Um, and, and like I said, I don't agree with Accrington the way that they dealt with the referee because they realised what he was doing, and so they just threw themselves about. Not a fan of that either. It's cheating, but that's that's how it is, isn't it? It was mainly Football. McConville, or whatever his name is. He he was an absolute mm. pig for throwing himself around. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, yeah, well, yeah, really frustrating. Uh, but hey, you know that. That is football, isn't it? That's how it is nowadays, and you know we've got to, we've got to deal with that. So you know you can't complain too much about it. Yeah, although I will. Although you will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, for me, Danny, <laughs> where the game was won and lost was the midfield, and we lost the midfield mm. battle because of the physicality, because of the stre- because of the strength, and I don't want to say work rate because all the did himself at the guy. He did try, um, but that's a, that's a little bit of a concern that. All they did was stop the midfield playing the ball. Now, if you're going to stop, that's easy enough for teams this team to do. You pack them, pack midfield three, make them busy. Don't let Barlas again on ball. Don't let Wiles push through. You've stopped us. Now, all right, we're going to break that down sometimes. But we need to. I'm saying this after a 21 game unbeaten run. It concerns <laughs> me that that mm. has been an issue that other teams have stopped Wickham, stopped us. Bromley did for 40 minutes. Teams have managed to stop us at times. And that's something that, as a team, they need to figure out a way around that because well, teams will learn and do it more, won't they? Yeah, I think as well, when we played Oxford, they sussed out that our main yeah. distribution is in the midfield. Uh, and if you stop midfield, then you, like, you virtually stop us dead because then we revert back to long ball. Um, and, yeah, and yeah, I don't, I don't think Smith... He's playing long ball this season. He's playing a different sort of football than mm. being the lone centre half because he's got Freddie in support. So he knows not to be connected to the long ball way of playing. We we have mm. good distribution in midfield, but when teams start to work it out, that's when you need to switch it up a bit. Um, yeah. Either bring your man in in midfield and bring somebody out, um, and just switch up a little bit. Um, like you say, the. When Ollie Rathburn was running him send ragged again. Um, and at times he seemed to be the only person wanting to drive the team forward because they stopped the midfield so much that it just either went sideways or backwards. Yeah. You know, um I noticed that Wiles, you know, one of the best midfielders in the league, he was stopped so much that he probably played more back passes than he did forward passes, which is something that you don't want from a player like Wiles. Same with Barlaser. They stopped the uh, Barlasser. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, Alison. Barlasser. Um, they stopped him as well. They stopped him being able mm. to distribute the ball out wide or or forwards to the strikers, and it just completely stopped his way of playing, which we don't want to see. So I think, and I, and I noticed that when Warney brought Lindsay on, we had a bit more success in midfield. 
because it added a different element to it. He's um, more physical, isn't he? He's, he's, yeah. he's just stronger, isn't it? Yeah, and I think if you play the same midfield three for a lot of a lot of games, teams do sort of look at each game and go, "Well, we can work that out." You know, they still play mm. this way. So I, I don't want to call myself a football manager or anything. I'm far from it. But for me, potentially switch up, bring Lindsay in, um, because then teams will just go. You know, it's it's not the same system. We'll have to like redo it. You know, rework it out, uh, which could play into our benefit. Yeah, I thought yesterday we mentioned this on the way back, Mick, that maybe it was a game with hindsight, with Captain Hindsight glasses on. It was maybe a game for a Dolphin because he is big and strong. Mm. Again, this is all hindsight, Mick. But do you think with those goggles on, yeah. do you think he would have made a difference? Yeah, I think he probably would. I think he probably would, um, but, but <laughs> none of us has got hindsight, have we? You know, no, yeah. we're three 0 victory. You know, so, so yeah, it's possible, and he may look to change that up in uh, change that midfield around a little bit uh, for the Lincoln or, and or Bolton games. Um, I think we've talked about it a couple of times now. Ben Wilde feels it seems to be a little bit out of it. He's not had much impact in the last three or four games uh, as Ben, and maybe there's some fatigue creeping in there as well because it's. You know, his game's a real high energy game, isn't it? Mm. Um and, and he's just not he's just not there at the moment. He's not getting the ball enough. Uh, and when he does get the ball he's not you know, he's not having he's not got enough options open to him. So he's ended up either losing the ball or running down blind alleys. So there's a there's a possibly an argument there for for uh, for him to have a bit of a rest. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. It's uh, it's in the hands of Warney and like Danny's just said, you know, Neither us nor anybody else on social media, the football managers, we haven't. All we do is is, is talk as fans. You know, we all speculate, and, and in reality, none of us have got the first clue how to do that job. Um, so it's going to be very, very difficult. But I suspect we might we might see some changes on Wednesday on Wednesday night, potentially anyway. Mm. Yeah, we'll come on to that. Um, defensive unit, though, Danny. I think the back. If you include victory at the back four. Other than the goal, which again you probably don't blame the back four for that. I'd saw a game. It, it, as we said earlier, we'll not get, might not get a more tougher physical battle this season than against Accrington. And for the most part, other than that one mistake, we stood up so well. Woody had a really good game. His, his clearance, all that led to the goal, was a brilliant edited clearance, and that's what we did all game. It, it was a good defensive performance. I know we lost, but it was still a good defensive performance. Yeah, I, I think it was. Possibly below our normal levels with Reg out injured, but to bring in a back three that isn't like our usual back three, they have done very well, um, of course, other than the goal and such. And I think because we've got leaders in both Woody and Icky, I noticed that towards the end of the game, they were in a further forward position than some yeah. of the midfielders. And I think that's just that drive of, <clears throat> excuse me, of just wanting to push us forward as much as they can. Um, and when Woody was walking off at the end of the game, he had a face like thunder. He was annoyed, <laughs> you know, and as the captain, you will be, you know. But yeah, like you say, I think other than the goal and forgetting route one defending, which is if it's in the box, get it out. Uh, other than that, they did have a good performance. Um, if Reggie's okay enough, I think he will come back in on Wednesday. Um, but we may save him for Bolton if it's still on New Year's Day. So we might see the same back three against Lincoln, which is no issue because 
Yeah. They are very up, up. They are all good defenders in their own right. Mm. Yeah, they are absolutely. Are. Um, Ray Smedley is with us. Hi, Ray. Happy New Year to all. Um, it's got, but I've got to say, I'm not picking him, picking him on him as, as he's one of our own. But Ben Wiles has been poor last couple of games, like, like Mick mentioned. Uh, you notice when he gives the ball away, his head goes down. Yeah, he's one of them players. I think when he's in form, when he's not in form, that's how he plays. Um, but that'll come experience. He's still, he's still, you know, that's one part of his game. He is still learning. He's clearly learning on, and needs to needs to improve. And he doesn't. He does tell him that, does he? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we couldn't have played Accrington as it turns out. And this is not hindsight. We couldn't have played Accrington at our worst time. Really, the four wins out now. Four wins out of the last five. That was their celebration game for the twenty years since John Coleman and I think Jimmy Bell have been at the club. It just sort of worked against them. And, and I'm talking about the play, their players launched themselves. It was clearly a big game for them, not just playing top of the league. It's Boxing Day, which is a big game, and it's their anniversary game. It's, it was all a little bit of a perfect storm, really, wasn't it? You took the words right out of their mouth there. Yeah, it was a perfect storm. Um, and what an achievement for, for John Coleman and Jimmy Bell as well. What an absolute fantastic achievement. 20 years at one club. Well, no, they, they, 20 years um, since they first yeah, they arrived. He did go to Rochdale yeah. briefly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So it's 20 years over two left. terms then, which is still massive. <laughs> still amazing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just enormous. It's enormous and it's fantastic. And I'm, you know, look, I'm really pleased for Accrington. I'm, I'm disappointed, desperately disappointed that we lost, obviously. Um, and, and we lost that unbeaten run as well. But, um, yeah. Fair play to them. They deserve what they got. That they deserve what they got on uh, on Sunday, without a doubt. Mm. Yeah, he actually went to Rochdale and Southport and Sligo Rovers, which I was didn't know about in 2014. I'm surprised that. Um, yeah, but to put some more meat on the bones, he took over Accrington when they were in the Northern Premier First Division. So what's that? Four, five, six, seven, about the eighth tier of English football. He took over Accrington, and he was coming back in the football league and and everything else. So. Well done, Accrington. Uh, and the setup we've yeah, got Danny. Uh, we, we we got down there earlier. We were we were in tent for about half twelve. I know you got down there earlier as well. It's a fantastic setup and just a great club. Yeah, it is. I um I sort of wish other football clubs were a bit like mm. that, but then you'll get the um, the idiots at some clubs that will spoil a mixed fan zone. Um, yeah. but, but we Accrington, it, it was great. You know, they had live music on, good pre match music as well. Because uh, that video of the away fans singing Sweet Caroline, that is fierce. That's incredible. Um, but because it's in Accrington and they are surrounded by some bigger clubs, you know, like they've got Blackburn, Wigan and Preston quite close by. Um, I think that's why they're able to, you know, get away with it because they want yeah. as many people to come as possible. But also, we let you enjoy the, spirit, the experience. Like I noticed that some Burnley fans went. That's what I feel Because, them, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, they went and just went to enjoy the football. Um but with a club of um, of Accrington's uh, size, fan base wise, it makes it a rocking atmosphere when the away side have half, nearly half the ground, yeah. but are still in tune with the Accrington fans in terms of the pre-match stuff. Mm. You know, it it it, it were it were a great day. That regardless of the result, it was a really good away day, and I think the EFL should make regional away days, um, regional games, on Boxing Day more of a thing. I know they've done it because of COVID this year and a lot more teams are playing like North, North v North, South v South sort of thing. 
but it should be a thing that we see more because it adds yeah. more atmosphere to a game and just a brilliant time, really. Good boxing day. Yeah. The tent thing were amazing. I loved it. I yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant, Mick. And, the, and, the, and to be fair, when we I went to MK Dons this year, I had a pint in the ground. It was the, one of the worst pints I've ever had. <laughs> the beer at Accrington, Mick, were lovely, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, mate, yeah. I had a pint of that, uh, that bit of it they had on that. It's some sort of um, celebratory brew for, for, for Coleman and, and the like. Oh, mate, it was gorgeous. Uh, just a shame I was driving because I had a few of them. I would have been uh, I spent most of the game in toilets. <laughs> I mean, a wee like, but uh, nevertheless, it was, it was glorious. Lovely, lovely beer. Pies aren't half bad as well. Oh, I had a steak yeah. and pepper pie, and oh, it were incredible. Hey, better than. Fun. Better than the um, the burnt bottom puckers that we get in the north stands, you know. It, oh, it were it were amazing this pie. So full pie and pint review, Accrington, you've done very well, you know. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah, hats off. It's like it was like a like a, a good a good night out, wasn't it? I mean, mm. you got I got pie chips and peas and a, and, a, and a glorious pint and some live music. <laughs> what yeah. more do you want? <laughs> yeah. I mean, three points would have been nice, right? But other than that, <laughs> yeah. And we got we got there early. Ronnie Moore was still waiting outside to get in. I mean, we didn't say hello to him because we're all a bit shy, but Ronnie saw so Ronnie Moore as we went in, uh, which were nice. So, yeah. A good day. A good day was other than result. It would have, it, Ronnie, would have probably, Ronnie would have probably told us to do one because we didn't make him uh, strike a title in, uh, in our greatest 11. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know whether he's got face on a little bit worse for that. <laughs> I'm sure he hasn't. You never know. If you're listening, Ronnie, I'm sure you are. Sorry. Please come and talk to us. I'm the word manager. <laughs> oh, you're best, best manager. Yeah, you go. You won the best manager title. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm still frustrated. I'm still down about the the the, the loss, but it's okay. I, I said to, um, I saw see some people Twitter. So I said on the way back to our to our car yesterday, it's okay to lose games of football. It's going to happen. We are going to lose games of football. Um, the test is, as as we've all mentioned, what happens now? So, in good Lincoln game, are we going to fold? Are we going to try to do the same thing again and fold again? Or are we going to go again and get that momentum building? From I think we're going to get that momentum building again, so let's move on. Anything else you'd want to pick from the Accrington game before we move on? Just Lincoln chat. Uh, I think the... Uh... Yeah, I've got... Just, just one thing from me. I... Go on, Mick. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, sorry, Danny. Right. I've got a delay on my uh, <laughs> my line from co-op. Obviously, that co-op is sapping my Wi-Fi. <laughs> um, yeah, one, just one thing from me. I, I, I did notice at the end of the game, and, and for me, this absolutely sums up Rotherham United Football Club for me. Uh, Tony Stewart was stood at the tunnel end and shook every single player's hand as he left the mm. pitch. Um, and I just thought that was absolutely fantastic. For me, that is what you call that's. If you look up leadership, the definition of leadership is dictionary. That's what it should show. Just that is absolutely top draw. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, the one thing I was going to say is I think um, some fans' criticism of Chio in that game was a little like like we've said he was probably at fault for the goal, but. Mm. To say he's been off pace and he doesn't really do anything. Um, I'm saying, is, 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 really is, saying is, that. 
Yeah, they, they were stood around me saying oh, that, saying he, he, he's, he's not a good winger, he's only got pace and that's it. I mean, I all you need to do him. is... Yeah, other than, other than, the, the, other than giving, yeah. well, being at fault for the goal, sort of, he had a good game, he was still running the channels and he's, he is the best winger, and at Rotherham United glasses on, he is the best winger in this league. Um, and all you need to do is look at the uh, the stats that people put up. You know, he's running in the channels, balls into the box. And being a winger isn't all about creating a, uh, creating a chance and getting assists. You know, mm. if I've said this in podcasts before, Chio has the ability to pull one or two players away to try and deal with him, but he's got the pace to beat yeah. him, which he showed in the game. And he just create chances. And to call him, just to call him, well, I won't repeat the word because we're live, but to call him really poor is a bit unjust. Yeah. And I think it's it might be frustration at the game that's boiled over, but at the end of the day, he'll always be a better winger than you are. So I think you need to keep your opinions <laughs> to yourself. <laughs> I, I thought most of the good play we had came down the right-hand side. Yeah, I, thought, I, I think I, when Miller came on, tried to it force us down the left, didn't it? Yeah. yeah, and then when yeah. Miller came, and he brought Miller on, and then we went down the left-hand side. But yeah. I have noticed that this, the, the wingers are a little bit scared of the heavy challenge, but that's because they're running at pace, and then if they get clattered by the defender, you are going to be a bit scared of being yeah. clattered, aren't you? Uh, especially with Mikel, because it's his first spell out from being injured by trying to beat a player, you know. But And that's why I brought Ferguson into it. But, you know, just to, just to call him the word that the individuals used is very... How do I describe it? Uncouth, shall we say? You know, childish. because childish, that's the good word, childish, mate. Yeah, to say that is a bit childish. And, you know, and, and Chio has been one of our star players this season, one of the number of star players, and he's so in touch with our fan base. You know, did you see him? I don't know. I don't know if you were there, Ben. When, when they came out from the kick for the first, for the tunnel for the, for the start of the game, did you see a smile on Chio's face when he saw fans? Yeah. Have you seen amazing. his. Um, his um, team uh, team photo, him in the team photo, he's no. got biggest smile I've ever seen. I thought it was one of the white seats, but he's got this massive smile on his face. It's, it's ace. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I can't I, believe, I didn't hear it. I just cannot believe that... I can't believe that anybody, anybody at all, with any sense whatsoever, would criticise Chio. I, I just can't believe it. And, and if, if, that, if, if that is you and you've got the view that, you know, he doesn't bring a great deal to the team, then you really do need to give your head a wobble or watch a bit more football and learn how it's played because, I mean, that is just the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard. Absolutely yeah. stupid, in my view. We're sitting off so, now, Danny. Sorry. <laughs> I, I know, but come I'm on. to go home and stop watching if you have that opinion. Come on now. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I, I, I'm gonna put it down to frustration. Right, yeah, you gotta put it down to frustration. And it, it sounds like we're being really defensive on somebody we've never met on behalf, but that's because this is what we believe. We're not just saying it because we're trying to get good favour with club or whatever. I genuinely believe you had a decent game on Saturday. I, yeah. I will not agree with anybody that says he didn't. That's football, isn't it? Uh, Chio, come on the podcast and sign a new contract, please. We've we've picked you up. Please come on the podcast. <laughs> please come on the podcast, but then don't lose the game after. So get a reputation. <laughs> sign your contract. Come on the podcast, but make sure the game's already been called off because of whatever reason. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, a couple of bits to talk about in general. 
before we get to Lincoln game. It's the first time we've had to chat about the Barlaster episode. Now, <laughs> if you haven't watched that episode already, you need to go watch it uh, because it's an hour and 40 minutes of your life that we will make you feel better. Um, it was madness, Danny. The, the whole thing, his mum were brilliant and an imp popping yeah. up. This was all crazy and, and brilliant. Thanks to them both, really. Yeah, thanks to them both. They were both fantastic. I mean, a lot of people on my away day bus um, said that that episode were, were fantastic. You know, to have his mum on and then all surprised by um, Lass is here as well. Um, it, it were incredible. And <laughs> my mum's watched it back and she says, as soon as we all sort of click on that Dan's going to come in, we're all like, we all have like sparkles in our eyes, like, oh my God, he's here. You know, we were all a bit fan struck, especially Ben, because he didn't talk. Um but yeah, that were a great episode and the Victor episode as well. That were mm. fantastic because I've watched a bit of that back and Victor's a really good chat, you know. To say he's not really as media aware as some players, mm. shall we say. Um it, it, it were brilliant to talk to. Granted he swore and we had to cut it out, but at the same but at, but at the same time <laughs> it were a brilliant talk to him. And I think it went, if Victor does sign a new contract and we want him here, I think he's definitely a candidate for a um a poster, a pre-season chat. Yeah, you know, you know that that could be worked out. The same way, um, we Dan need be a good post or pre-season chat as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, but thanks to everybody who were involved in making that happen. Uh, thanks to the IUFC who sent the initial DM to Alison. So thank you, and uh, and thanks to Alison for you know getting Dan in as well. Fantastic yeah. stuff. Absolutely. Uh, and the Victor one, Mick, that I mentioned. My favourite bit of the Victor episode is him calling Ben Art for not speaking. That's the best <laughs> bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, the best bit for me is, is when he's talking about not getting his injuries wet in shower. I mean, it's just, that just, for me, just shows how mad goalkeepers are. They are absolutely yeah. bonkers. And and and, then, and he just uh, he just lived up to that hype, didn't he? Yeah. What what a lad! What an absolute gem he is! And I tell you what, I'd love to talk to him, kind of off air, because I bet he's got some hell, hell of a lot of stories that he could tell. Yeah. What a, what a loving to bits! And and you know we all love him. We loved him before that, before we even spoke to him, you know. And and the fans do as well. And 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 he's just he's just made it. He's just made it even better, hasn't he? Yeah, you know he's great. In that podcast as well, we talked about um, how Victor doesn't have his own chant, right? Yeah, they got now, a song, didn't they? Got yeah, one. you got to know the song. Were it you? Yeah. Yes, excellent. <laughs> in, in my in my drunken wisdom, I've come up with it. Um, I won't do a rendition because I'm a bit shy about singing. Um, but yeah, I came up with it. It's, it's basically the same Gareth Southgate song, um, but with Southgate, we played with uh, Johansson. And everyone just turned around to me and went, "What good that!" <laughs> so I, I, I really hope it sticks. I hope it sticks, and I'm going to try and sing it against um, against Bol- um, against Lincoln because he's in with all he's within audio range of me. Then, so I hope he hears it. <laughs> well, if you've got it on vlog, when that's out, probably tomorrow. I assume we'll be able to yeah on the tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I hope I have got it. I haven't checked my footage through yet, but <laughs> I, I, I hope I've got it. If if not, then. First rendition in the Lincoln Lock. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and thanks to the club and Sam Todd for trusting us to speak to your player. I know when when the, when Victor comes on, if Victor says something, he could get himself in trouble. 
uh, obviously with the FA and things such as that. So thanks mm. for the trust in us and uh, hopefully listeners and viewers will get some more players on in future. Or Victor and Dan back on or, or Woody maybe in future. Mm. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. Hope everyone's enjoyed it. Uh, before we get to Lincoln game, let's address the elephant in the room in terms of the Bolton game. Uh, now, the Bolton have had another game postponed. Their game on Wednesday, I can't remember what's against now. But anyway, it's been postponed. Um, and there's obviously the worry that because they've had two games postponed because of COVID, that they could then get the New Year's Day postponed as well. Now, by my calculations, which are not very good, obviously, it should be okay. So they announced on the 21st of December that they, their Boxing Day game was off. So at worst, they confirmed all their case on the 21st of December. And nowadays, it's only a seven-day isolation period, assuming you test negative, which would take us to the 28th, which would take us tomorrow, which would give, what, three or four days before the first? Mm. Even, if it, even if it's two more days, let's call it the 30th. For me, that should still be played on the first. So hopefully, fingers crossed, touch wood, the New Year's game should be on. Obviously, we'll hear so in the next few, mm. next few days. Yeah, you would have uh, thought if the majority... Oops, sorry, carry on, Matt. I was going to ask you, yeah, from what you've heard, oh, right. what you know about these things, does that sound about right? Yeah, I think if the majority of their infections, shall we say, came from round about the 21st of December, round about that time, and it's only a week's isolation now, they should probably have 14, including a goalkeeper, at minimum, ready for New Year's Day. Uh, it's just depending on how, much, how many injuries they've got in the camp, which I think, mm. per- personally... I think it's a very loose uh, criteria to say all oh, cover cases and injuries. It's like, well, if, if they stub the toe or if they strain their hamstring, you know, what what do you define as an injury? You know, yeah. that could be something that clubs play with. Um, but if it's just COVID that they've had in their camp, then they should technically be all right for New Year's Day. Uh, and, and if not, we don't have to wait long until the next game, which is only on 4th of January, so it's not too bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, might be a good time to play them if they've still got some COVID. So, anyway, that's... Mm. Well, by the time we do it... Oh, oh, don't, oh, don't say that. We didn't, Last time we said that, we drew with Oxford. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Forget, forget what I just said. Forget that. <laughs> cut it out, quick. In the yeah. one, cut it out. Nobody heard that, right? No, you didn't. <laughs> um, so, let's move on. Lincoln City come to town um it's going to be our 99th meeting um of lincoln we've beaten them 50 times out of the 90 out of the 98 so far we've not beaten a team more than lincoln in our history so that's again good records um their recent record is horrendous though mick they now find themselves only a few points outside the relegation zone um which i'm truly shocked that when we played them in september i think they were around the table but there was an assumption, certainly from me, and I think from most football fans in this league, that they would be fine. They're now two points of relegation, which seems crazy, really. Yeah, it, it does a little bit, because they were a decent side when we played them, weren't they? But, you know, they're in a bit of a rebuilding stage, aren't they, I think, in terms of manager and everything else. So, you know, they're not going to get it right straight away. Um so maybe it's a good time to play them. I don't know. It, it really, we're at a stage now where we, we, we can't worry too much about the opposition. We know pretty much what the teams are going to, uh, our teams are going to play against us. You know, we've all had a chance to have a look at each other, haven't we? Yeah. Um, so 
it's just a question of how we how we line up now and and what our attitude is and and, and mental state and everything else. I think um, we know and that and the, and the club and the, the squad know that they're good enough to beat anybody in this division. Um, they've, they've already shown that. So mm. yeah, it's going to be another tough game, another difficult game, and, and I think. Obviously, the fact that we've lost this unbeaten run now will add a little bit more um, pressure, I guess, to the game. Um, so, it's, how do we deal with it? You know, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting. I would like to see us come out all guns blazing on uh, on Wednesday night. Absolutely, all guns blazing, um, and let's just let's just knock stuffing out of them in, in the first twenty minutes. Um, we are capable of doing that, and I'd, I'd like to see that. You know, let's uh, let's set our stall out now and get another twenty-one games unbeaten. Mm. I'll take us to yeah. end of the season, won't it, more or less? <laughs> Just about, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um... yeah. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We haven't, we haven't beat them at home in the league for a while. I mean, this is because they were in non-league for quite some time. Last time we beat them in the league was in twenty ten at Don Valley. So, so technically, we've never beaten them at New York in the league. I think we'll play once. So, you know, that's just a rubbish stat. But we beat them in the League Cup in 2017. Yeah. Um, we then lost to them when the Cowleys were in charge. And that was the last time. We've played them three times since then, all of them at Sinsel Bank. So, um, but that was Alfie and Ryan Creswell that scored the goals on that day back then. Um, they are, I mentioned them being in bad run, Danny. They lost on, on Boxing Day. They were 2 0 up inside 10 minutes against MK Dons and went on to lose 3 2. That's the sign of a team that are down there, isn't it? That they, that's not that's really, really not a good sign for them. I know Mekano's a decent team, but they're not amazing. No, and, and I mean, when we say they're not amazing. They are in a bad run of form at the minute, and I think their last win was against Wigan. You know, yeah, so, yeah. so 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 even though they're in a bad run, if you can still beat a team that is now eyeing up top of the league with our mm. loss to Accrington. To be the last team, was it? Are they the last team to have beaten Wigan? I mean, if they're not the last team, they're like they must be like second last team to beat Wigan. Um, but yeah, to have that accolade, but then go on an atrocious run of form, um, doesn't really do them a service because when they played us, they were really good. But is that testament to how poor we were after the Fleetwood game before we we cracked on? Don't know. But with with Lincoln, it. I don't want to sound like the cliche football fan going, oh, it's the perfect time to play them, that they're in a bad run of form and we've just had uh, a knock to our brilliant run of form. But it sort of is. Yeah. Isn't it? It, it, it could be a very good recovery game, but that's not really doing Lincoln a good, um, a good service because they have got one of the best goalkeepers in the league in Josh Griffiths, which is, a, yeah. and I think is an England youth international, or at least he was. Uh, and he pulled off some absolute blinders when we played yeah, them as well. Yeah, he had a great game. So, personally, I don't really know what's gone wrong with Lincoln. I mean, um, they've still got Anthony Scully in the goals. Um, he's still a danger, say, with the lad on loan from Man City who scored against us. Mm. Um, but, yeah, and they seem, well, the noise their players are making seem to say they are up for a victory at Rotherham. That's what Conor McGrandall said to their press. Little bit bigheaded from Conor McGrandall's, I will admit, but um, <laughs> you, you know they, they sort of have to have that opinion. You know, if they're playing top of the league and top of the league have just lost to a team that are more or less at the same level as them, you, you will be up for it, won't you? It's it's human nature to be up for something like that, but I think it is more down to us to improve on the Accrington game rather than 
Lincoln to step up against us. Bull must be in our court to step up to Lincoln and you know, like like, like Mick says, give him a, a good a good doing. Uh, whether or not we do that is uh, remains to be seen because it'll be one of them games where like, yeah, we've not beaten him at New York and they're in a bad run of form and of course we'll lose to him, you know. Yeah. That's the pessimist in me, but you know, it's nailed <laughs> on, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, ref watch, we have Andy Haynes as the referee, uh, or scheduled referee. These were all part before Christmas, so these these, these could change. Uh, he refereed us this season against Wimbledon. Huh, um, he booked Victor Johansson. So I assume he booked him a time. Oh, is, is that the one where he got booked in the first half for yeah. doing nothing? Oh. Yeah, I think so, yeah. They're, they're um, going to make that another... Referee that victim Victor's bad books that he's playing again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. At least he didn't come out of it with any injuries. True. Oh, he nearly came out with Saturday, didn't he? He came out another one Saturday where he uh, clashed with a massive centre forward and they claimed for a penalty somehow. That was crazy. Oh, that was that was silly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Make it is. It's not the biggest game of the season because we're playing Lincoln, but it it's almost the biggest game since we played Lincoln because it's a test of our character. It's a test of how we are going to pick it up with us. When we lost last time, we picked it up and picked up. We should have beat Lincoln last time. Let's be right about it. If they, had, if they had a different keeper, we'd have beat Lincoln. It's the same again. How we're going to react to losing yeah. again, it's, it's a massive game for us. Yeah, it is. We're, but they're all big games, aren't they? They're all big games because we're top at league. So if they're not big games for us, they're all big games for the opposition. They're all going to raise the game, um, maybe like Accrington. I don't know whether they did raise the game or not. But, um, you know, the teams are going to do that. They want to knock us off our perch um, at the top of the league. That's just that's just football. That's how it is. So we've got to be up for it. But I know I keep saying it on our say it again and again and again. Play to our, 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 our abilities, play to our strengths. There's nobody in this league that can touch us. Yeah. You're probably right. Um, yeah. So we talked about changes, Danny, midfield and strikers. If you're put your Paul Warren mask on, what changes are you making? Because I assume we've lost. So are you, are you, do you assume there's going to be changes? Um, yeah, I think so. I think more just for a shaking it up and because yeah. it's a midweek game and we've probably got another game on Saturday against a team that's up in the same position as well and another team that will be up for this time getting revenge on us you know, with, Bol- with, with Bolton. Um, yeah, I, I would make changes. I'd keep victory in goal and dependent on how Reg is and if we're going to risk him Wednesday or save him for Saturday or whatever. Um, probably Harding, Wood and Equay again. Um, and then for me, I think the shake-up should be, one of them should be in midfield. I'd personally take Ben out and put Lindsay in. Mm. Um, just, just to give Ben a rest, you know, because I think he, he has, he's like, he's like Rathbone, but he doesn't have the um, the stamina level that Rathbone has. Yeah. But he's been doing the same sort of job. Uh, so I think Ben just needs to rest, not for, not because he's played atrociously or anything, just to like, rest him, you know, and, and keep him on for Bolton because Bolton will have a horrid time with him on Saturday if he yeah. plays against them. Uh, so I'd bring uh, Lindsay in, um, possibly a Duffin, but 
I'd like to think Barlasser would will step up against Lincoln uh, as well. Um, keep Che on the right hand side. Potentially bring Miller in on the left hand side, so it causes them no end of problems on both flanks. Yeah. Um, and then probably take Freddie out and put Grigg in again, just to shake it up a little bit. Not a disservice to Freddie or anything, but just to shake it up. Sometimes in football, you need just to take a few people out, shake it up, and um, and sometimes it does bring you bring you joy shaking it up. Because and, and as well because we've lost a shake up's what ne- what's needed. Now, if you're winning, you don't change the win- winning formula. But when that winning formula brings you a loss, you'll shake it up a little bit. Mm. No, shake it up, yeah. make people step up to win the shirt back sort of thing. Yeah, I agree. And also, mate, you've got to bear in mind, we we haven't played well in a couple of games. Yeah, I know. Yes, fine, we've been unbeaten. And yes, we've won the games, and that's a good sign. But we've not, we, we haven't played amazing for five games, lost one. We've been a bit shod. Shoddy the right word? Maybe not, but... Off pace, I think. Off pace, yeah. There's been we've been off pace for maybe two or three games, Mick. So that backs up maybe the need for a change or two. It's not not a change seven players, but a change or two might might make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I, I'm I'm with Danny. I, I think Danny's absolutely absolutely nailed on there. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't think. Yeah, I can't add anything to what he's just said. You know, uh, I, I, other than I, I don't see Dan Barlas for Dan Barlas uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, being, um, <laughs> being dropped. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't see that happening. I think he, he, he was, he was a little bit anonymous on Saturday, but that wasn't his fault. He wasn't allowed to get into the game. Um, but, but other than that, yeah, I'm, I'm with Danny hundred percent there. Hmm. Check it up. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think we've just about got there, uh, and there's a couple of minutes left for Mick to nip to the shop before it closes at nine. Is there anything else, Danny, you want to touch on mention uh, before we let Mick go his beer? Um, just the you know we said that John Coleman's been at Accrington over two spells for twenty years now. Um, I believe at the end of this season will be Paul Warren's fifteenth year with Rotherham. Um, I think anyway. Because we were here 99 to 05 as a player, then 09 to 12 mm. as a player, and then when I know he's been, I know he's been here over 15 years because after he'd be after he was here as a player, we were fitness coach, wasn't he? Yeah, okay, so, he, so he's getting close to 20 years then. My bad, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's been forever. I, I, I suspect there's the, well, it's one of those things that I suspect the club would like to do a celebration, but Paul Warren doesn't strike me as a type of person who would want a celebration mm. of 20 years in charge. I don't know. Could be wrong. Um, but he does, deserves a lot of credit. I'll tell you what, you know, Matt. Go on. Look, looking at his face as he walked off that picture on Saturday afternoon, on the Sunday afternoon, uh, he definitely didn't want a celebration, did he? He was absolutely furious. <laughs> he was not a happy bunny. Oh, that, that's uh, just reminded me of something else what, as well. Carry on, that, that, All I was going to say is that's really good to see because mm. that's not the Paul Warren that, that was the manager in the Championship last season. He's got something about him. I've said it before. We've said it before. He's got something about him this season that, that really is. It, something stoked the fire in him, hasn't it? Mm. You know? Um, and, and and it's absolutely great to see his team plays in that fashion. When they're on song, they play with some proper fire in the bellies. Yeah, 
Yeah, so, yeah. Sorry, just to interject again. The thing that he's reminded me of um, is more criticism on Twitter because Rotherham fans obviously like a moan when we've lost, right? right? And it was criticism of Paul Warren when they've watched the um, as per and um, when they've watched the re- uh, the replay. It's uh, John Coleman barking orders at his team, and Warner's just stood there with with just a cup of tea, and it's like, oh, it sums up the difference between the managers. Warner isn't the oh. fella to bark orders oh, at his team. That's Richie Barker's job because Richie Barker is like a terrier and he does that. But Paul Warren's the sort of guy who stands and studies the game. He's, he's almost like a Bielsa. I can't believe I've just compared Paul Warren to Marco Bielsa. But <laughs> he's, better than, he's, he's he's like, better than Bielsa. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't, he doesn't lose by millions to Man City when they're in the same league. Um, but but yeah, but Paul Warren is more of the studier of the game and he talks to his players at half-time and full-time and they go through it like, what went wrong? What do you think? But to see him walking off the pitch, absolutely furious. I'm surprised the cup of tea didn't get poured on the players when they went into the dressing room. So I mean, it's a good job he finished it. Um, but yeah, but you can tell from the expression on Paul Warren's face and the expression on Woody's face, people got a battering in that dressing room. But not in the sense of with Alex Ferguson throwing air dryer and shoes at people. Mm. In a sense of they've gone in and gone, you haven't done well, tell me what went wrong. Like like a teacher does or a parent does. You know, they don't yeah. necessarily have a go at you. They, they want you to explain themselves and then they'll tell you where everything went wrong, which I'm sure is what they've done in probably training today or tomorrow. Um, but to criticise Paul Warren about how he stands as a manager on the touchline, give off her, go away, no, shush, go away, go and sit, go and sit I, in the corner. <laughs> I, wonder, I, I wonder about some people, you know what I mean? Oh, he didn't shout. All right, great. Yeah, and... He's done all of what to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what that says to me, and I might be wrong, but that says to me he trusts his players. Yeah. He doesn't feel the need to constantly get out of them. And from an Accrington point of view, I, John Cullen's doing it because Accrington have to be in a constant state of improvement they have to because that's the type of club they are they've got to get these players in to improve these players to potentially sell on like Dion Charles is going to potentially go to Bolton we're not at that stage in our, in our progression we're at a stage where everybody in this team should know their job because they've been here for quite a long time so there's mm. no need to be barking orders all the time it does it, and we, we've all seen it we know he does sometimes yeah. there's no need to be telling them that Chio should be marking this guy or Woody should be marking they know what they're doing they've got a good idea of what they're doing and I'll repeat what I said earlier. It's okay to lose. You know what I mean? It's fine. It's going to happen. Sometimes a team will play better than us or they will get lucky. Yesterday, they probably played better than us and maybe got a little bit lucky as well. Maybe yeah, I was about to say too. they got a bit lucky. So if you are, if you, if, if anyone out there is seriously complaining about Paul Warren not shouting at his players, come on, guys. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> You know what I mean? <sighs> Mick, Listen, mate, you, you can't fix stupidity, can you? <laughs> you can't fix stupidity. Mick said that, not me and Matt. I mean, I mean come on. We, we, we said it. Yeah, I did, yeah, I did. I'll stick my head above parapet. I mean, come on. Like I said earlier on here, none of us know what we're talking about. None of us are, none of us are qualified to, to, to really have that sort of an opinion on... Uh, well, any sort of opinion on it, really, are we? You know, we just we just football fans. But to come out with such stupidity like that, I mean, you do have to it question whether they should yeah. be allowed in flipping ground, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, there you go. I know the club recently announced that we're not doing COVID passes because we've limited the capacity to 9,999. That's complete finessing from the club, so fair play. But at the same time, instead of having COVID passes, I think we should have worn criticism passes. 
where the where it goes, have you criticised Paul Warren on Twitter? Scroll through. Yes, you have. You're not getting in. <laughs> that sounds a little bit um, authoritarian, but it'll be funny, won't it? <laughs> yeah, I think no, I think a, I think it's all right to criticise criticise though. It's the it's the things you criticise yeah, him yeah. for. If it makes a bad yeah. substitution, I think that's fine. If you've got reason behind it, to say he's crap because he didn't shout his players is stupid. Go on, mate. <laughs> Oh, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, it, when you're in a job like that, you're, you're open to criticism, you know, and, and, and fans will always criticise. But criticise for something that, that that's worth criticism, not... I mean, it's just... Ah, God, damn it, man. Just get your head a wobble or don't bother coming to games, please. And then get off social media. There should be, there should be some sort of stupidity filter on you know, social media, shouldn't there? You know? I mean... It, to be fair, to be fair, I wouldn't be on it. I'd, 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 be, I'd get an immediate ban as well. But <laughs> nevertheless, you know what I mean. Just, just think about it before you put your finger on your phone and start typing. Mm. Every phone should uh, have a built-in breathalyzer, and you have to have a breathalyzer before going on social media. If you're too drunk, you can't go on Twitter <laughs> yeah. or Facebook. There you go. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> just on, just on that, I will say losing. But not badly, but losing in a poor way and then going on a run is a characteristic of Paul Warren's tenureship. Uh, I remember a few years ago, I think it was the playoff winning season. I think we had a bad loss at Charlton where we lost 2-0 or something like that. And it was a really poor performance. Then we went on a run. If you look at the Fleetwood game this season, we lost to Fleetwood. We then went on a run. I think in 2019-20, we lost We lost to Donny. We lost 2-1 to Donny. And again, a, a poor performance. Mm. Then we went on a run. These things are going to happen, and it's. Uh, we've mentioned this. We, we could mention this to a blue face. It's about how you react. And yeah. as, a, as a general rule, we, we're now we're now at a point where we can look at Paul Warren's tenureship and go, "This has happened in the past, so this might happen in the future." We're now in a situation where we go, "If you look at what ha- what has happened in the past, there is a good chance we will pick straight back up." Now, mm. you know, all string me up after, when we lose 2-0 to Lincoln on, on Wednesday. <laughs> but based on history, there's a decent chance we will put in a good performance. Um, yeah. That's just an observation that I, I, I have. Who knows? Let's wait and see. Yeah, we shall. We'll wait and see. Uh, I'm done. Danny, are you done? Uh, yep, yeah, I've said my piece. Uh, I'm now going to go and have a large whiskey in my cup of tea again. <laughs> Mick, anything else you want to add? What beer are you buying? Carlsberg? It'd probably be Carlsberg, yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Assuming that it's still up now, you're running past nine o'clock. But, you know, we'll it's see. Wales as well. It's different rules, isn't it? So you never know. Mm. So. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so thank you, everybody, who's watching and listening. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed last of the Barlasser episodes with Mother and Son. I hope you've watched the Victor one and enjoyed the Victor one because they're both worth If you haven't watched them already, I cannot recommend them enough. I know we were involved in them, so I might sound a bit biased. They were brilliant. Both of them were brilliant. You should watch both of them. I, re- I highly recommend them. Um, and if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. Spotify now claim you can give us a five-star rate. And I haven't worked out how to do it yet, but if you can find out how to do it, please do give us a five-star rating. Apparently, after you've listened to an episode, it should ask you if you want to rate us. If you do, please do give us a five-star rating. Um, if it doesn't let you, don't worry about it. Uh, we just appreciate you listening to us. Uh, we will be back 
We're back normal from now on. It's back to normal. I know this is a bit later than normal, but we're back on Thursday night to review the Wednesday night game and then Sunday and so on and so on. Um, so I hope you enjoyed <coughs> Danny, it's been a pleasure and we'll see you all again in a couple of days' time. Yep, see you hopefully at the Lincoln game. Uh, and if not, I will see you when I see you. And thank you everybody for listening and putting up with our rants and ramblings about football. As we say, we're not professionals, but we like to think we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the fun bit. We like to pretend... Uh, we like to pretend this is a team meeting, post-game team meeting. That's why I, I prepare myself as a team. That's what, that's what I do anyway. So. <laughs> uh, and Mick, thank you for joining us. Enjoy Wales. I, hope, I assume it's going to be cold, and I hope the beer's nice and cold for you. No, it's, yeah, mate, it's lovely and warm here at the moment. Eight degrees, not raining, it's lovely. Just w- One thing I would say about the... We're, we're up at about 425 subscribers now, and we're coming up to New Year's Eve on... Uh, on Saturday, last New Year's Eve, I remember tweeting out asking people to subscribe to the YouTube channel so we could get up to 50 subscribers. Yeah, we did that. Wow! And so within a year, you know, we've we've it's come a long way, and people have people have subscribed, and and, and it's great that people are are enjoying what we do, and just three and sometimes four idiots talking nonsense about about our club. It would be great to be able to get up to 450 by by this New Year. So. Uh, if anybody's there, if anybody's mums and dads aren't subscribed yet or whatever, please get us up to 450. That would be brilliant if we could do that for uh, for New Year's Eve. Mm. Yeah. And we are a family-friendly podcast as well. So if you're on YouTube and your kids got a, got a YouTube account, subscribe through them as well. Because there's no adult content or anything like that. It's all, it's all nice and good. So, yeah, for that as well. Uh, and we'll be back next. You know, so we've got we've got stuff we want to do for next year. We want to get more players on. We want to get more former players, current players, managers. We will. The way I think about this podcast is, I, I'm doing stuff I would want to listen to. I'd want to hear from Peter mm. Hansen. I want to hear from Richard Wood. So I assume other fans do as well. That's my assumption. I might be wrong. Um, and as always, any feedback you, you want to give us, we do take it on board. You know. Twitter, Facebook, rufcpod at gmail.com is our email. Any feedback you want to give us, positive or negative, as long as it's constructive, um, let us know. I hope you enjoy it. Um, we do all appreciate it. We're not in the year yet, so we'll do an end of the year review next episode probably. But thank you, everybody. Uh, and we'll see you Thursday. Thursday night, Friday morning for your podcast listeners. Cheers, guys. See you next time. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.